Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This is for the week of July 25th. And we welcome the band The City Is Ours, which dropped, which will drop their latest album, Coma, later this year in October. This and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. First, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go flight. Econ, we're going flight. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are going. Network, go. Recovery, go. Capcom, we're going flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Now, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. That's right. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold, fellas? Do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code THEROMANSHOW. That's the code THEROMANSHOW. The world is starting to open and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4-point trimmer, your Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Breeze, and the Shed Travel Bag. I have this myself. I have to tell you, it's absolutely awesome. It makes me well, feel smooth down there and smell real good. Now, Manscaped also, uh, they're going to throw in those two free gifts as part of their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. So get yourself one right now. Use the promo code The Roman Show. And guess what? You get a percentage off your purchase. That's The Roman Show. Head on over right now. Manscaped.com. That's right. 20% off plus free shipping with the code The Roman Show. All right, everyone, thanks again for joining us here in the program. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman, and uh, we have a great episode for you lined up. We have the band members of the City Ours joining us in just a few. They are part of, uh, uh, they're based out of London, and their, their album drops in October. Uh, the new album is called Coma, and they, uh, they're heading down a new direction. So they talk about uh, the music that they produced and uh, the new direction that they're headed uh, but I'll let them do the talking. So you're just going to have to just be a little bit patient uh, so we can go ahead and uh, and listen to the band. Now, we start off uh, this episode with a very, very sad news. And that is that um, Joey Jordison, who played on many great albums of Slipknot, the drummer passed away. He was only 46 years old. Uh, they don't know exactly what uh, he passed of. However, he passed away. Very sad. 46 years old. Very young guy. 
the world of uh, metal is remembering him uh, as we speak. Uh, Slipknot, I saw there under socials, have everything all in darkness. And uh, so sad, man. You're just a young guy that lost, passed away. Um, you know, I, I, you just never know what you got. Uh, you never know what you have. So just, just enjoy yourselves and make sure that, you know, whatever is bothering you or upsetting you, let it go. Uh, listen, we might be here tomorrow. We might be here today, but we might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> So thanks again, boys, uh, for joining us here. Uh, the city is ours. The new album, Coma, is dropping uh, later this year in October. Uh, you just released actually uh, a new single uh, that's out available right now as we speak, uh, Dangerous, which I just took, took, just listening to it right now. But prior to that, you had um, other singles uh, that, that, was that was released as well. So um, song, the, the song uh, Death of Me. So, first and foremost, let's just get too too dangerous, which is dropped. Tell me a little bit about that, and and I got I got to ask you about the concept. I keep seeing these rings on the uh, cover for these singles. Is there something that you're trying to tell us here that you're ba battling with yourself or battling with what's going on in the world today? Um. So the album in general is is kind of like a. A sort of personal, a personal battle, really. I suppose it's a lot of sort of personal stories about um, sort of some some things I was going through in my my personal life, I suppose. Um, and sort of, there's various themes of that throughout throughout the record and the earlier singles with um, with coma and, uh, and violent and, and death of me. They're all kind of various accounts of similar situations. Dangerous was the first one that really sort of like kind of threw everything to the wind a little bit we're just sort of like um, we're just going to go with what we think sounds right when we were writing it, it sort of came out pretty strange that the, the sort of path that the song takes it sort of changes direction a couple of times where we were going um, and uh, and we sort of stuck to it and just, just went with it and um, it came out sort of the way that it did and we were really happy with it and we had this idea of sort of sticking to that idea of sticking to your guns doing that and doing something visual side of things as well um, so yeah we, we came up with the idea of essentially creating our own um, wrestling promotion so Did we you? created a, our very own um, characters and we, we designed our own title belts and we we had like a wrestling ring and we got Ollie a custom made suit commentary desk and I really went all out with it just to try and do something completely different um, so it was super fun because it, it meant we were just doing something completely off the wall we'd never done anything like this before um, and obviously put that single out in a different way to any that we've ever done before and it's, it's been really cool to see other people seeing not only the other side of our music but us as sort of people as well so we're not taking ourselves quite so seriously and, and having a bit of fun with the with the audience and, and so far it's, it's been really cool so yeah it's been a cool experience to to try something new so you you created basically your 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 unrealistic uh, uh wrestling promotion is what you're saying or are you actually going to do something with this in real life 
Yeah, yeah, go go check out the video. I'm seeing it as a as we speak here. Uh, you, you guys pretty much went uh, balls to the wall when it comes to pro wrestling. Now, are, are you guys a uh, pro wrestling fans? If so, I mean, which, which are some of your favorites? Oh, so myself and Jamie, who's the base player in the band, um, we're both big wrestling fans growing up. Um, I was always a fan of people like obviously Triple H, um, and, like The Undertaker, um, and you can you know. All the way through from kind of like the sort of late 80s, early 90s, Bret Hart, um, and then you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all of those people. Like, we, we were massive fans of that. So when I came up with the idea of um, of doing it, I went to Jay first, and he was like, Yeah, I love it. And then it was like, Right, the rest of the guys aren't really into wrestling. <laughs> so we then had to go and like try and convince them that, yeah, okay, it's wrestling, but also like it could be a really good way to kind of promote the single and, and sort of almost promote it as an event. So we t- we labeled uh, before we sort of explained what was happening properly, we labelled the event as dangerous. So everything was happening at dangerous, and there was going to be a wrestling match at dangerous. And obviously, that all tied into the song. So it was uh, it was really cool to kind of live our childhood dreams a little bit. But it was also sick to see the rest of the guys kind of so so how get on board with it and take it on and stuff. So how different would you say that this album is compared to your 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 low album back in twenty nineteen? Um, it, can we get a sense of, of maturity and lyrically, uh, sound-wise? I know I, I tune into some of your old stuff and a song like Casket, which goes in very, very heavy. Is, is, will this album go as heavy as that or will we get a mixture of it? I think it's a, it's a big mixture. I think it's the most, uh, it's the most varied like bunch of tracks that City have ever written. Um, yeah, so a lot of it is super heavy, or a few of it's super heavy, and then the other side of it, like quite a lot of it, is like pretty much just pop songs, which is pretty fun. And then you get the wild cards, like Dangerous, which is like a weird, like hard rock, right. Don Broco vibe, sort of hybrid, I guess. And and out of these songs, which which one are you guys looking forward to performing live that you think that you're going to get that great? Uh, Reaction from the crowd they're, they're just going to go book wild I don't know For me I think uh, Violent Which is the first single That we put out With Ollie Because Ollie is the new vocalist In the band as well So we've changed vocalists Since the low album um, And obviously That was a weird transition And it's been an interesting one For everyone to kind of Get on, on board with But um, I think for me Violent was sort of like It was the line in the sand Almost Where we were like This is the new era this is how we were going to be moving forward and it goes hard like that. you know we wanted to release something that was a real statement of intent almost when we were dropping new music it was you know yes we're very you know we love the low album and it's done a lot for us and 
got us to where we are now. But the uh, you know Kylo is going to be the way forward for for City as a band. Violence kind of the first thing for that, and it's yeah, it's just it's just heavy. It's balls to the wall. It's un, you know it's pretty relentless like, all the way through. I'm, I'm excited about playing that one. I don't know about you. It's just, yeah, it's could be violent as well. I reckon or. I don't know if it, like we'll play it. There's a uh, one called Body Count, which is another Walls of the Wall heavy song, which is uh, a personal fave. It's just yeah, perfect for peeing. So it'll be fun. Perfect for peeing. Fun to see that happen. And we all need some of that with all this stuff that we went through last year. <laughs> so what was this primarily written during the pandemic or or prior? Well, you guys already started working off. As soon as you dropped, you finished off low. You started working on the next one. So, yeah, pretty much, you know, we, we wrote low. We've been, it's, it's been an interesting one for us because we wrote low over a long period of time. And it took us about a year to get from releasing the first single to releasing the whole the whole record. So it was a long, drawn-out process. So in that time, we were writing already. But there was lots of kind of, you know, backwards and forwards. And myself and Jamie and Stu, who's a guitar player, were all sort of bouncing ideas off each other. And then Sam told us he was going to leave you know, he wanted to leave the band to pursue other things and it was at that point which was early 2020 where we were like frantically trying to finish the record because we were going in to the studio to record the second album so it was all secretive and no one really knew what was happening but we had that booked in and then Sam decided he was going to leave and we had to kind of suddenly work out what we were going to do so we actually uh, we wrote we finished writing it and we tracked the album with our producer Oz Craggs who's done both records he's an absolute legend and it's, it was a lot of fun being able to go and, and sort of stay at the studio we did it all in one go this time so it was super cool doing that but we actually found out I remember being sat in the control room um, when the World Health Organization declared a global pandemic so we were all actually in the studio at that very moment so it was very strange being like we don't really know what that is like what does that mean so obviously now on the other side it's crazy but um yeah, we were a bit sort of baffled by the whole thing. And then we got put into lockdown in the UK. And that was when we started working with Ollie. Um, Ollie had made videos for us previously. So he was already a member of the team. And we knew he could kind of sort of do vocals and stuff. But we didn't realise quite how good he actually was, <laughs> to be honest. So, um, yeah, we started working with him, like, over the internet via Zoom, sending demos backwards and forwards to each other and stuff like that. And then finished writing the album there. And then went back to the studio between the first and second UK lockdowns and finished the record then. So it's been cool being able to work throughout the lockdown, but we were lucky that we had most of it done before all of that stuff had obviously happened and became a thing. Good stuff. So how about touring? Do we have any dates yet? Are we looking forward to something in the horizon this year? Yeah, we've got um, a UK tour with Our Hollow Our Home uh, for Iron King and Chugaboom in September. And then again, the same bands in November in the uh, in Europe, which so we're super excited for that. It's got everything crossed and actually yeah. happened. Yeah. That's the main thing, but I guess we'll stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, boys, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, again, the album Coma is dropping uh, later this year in October. And look forward to seeing you guys on uh, on the road and can't wait you know i'm just counting down to all of us get down to the to the mosh pit and uh, release all of that stuff that we've been holding on for more than a year uh from home and uh, and finally get to listen to some hard heavy music 
something that it's just not the same when you when you mosh pit in your garage or your home or you're next to your wife and your kids you, or your neighbors you look a little crazy but uh it's about time that finally we get to place to go to a venue that we are all feeling the same thing and, and appreciate the music that guys like yourself put together so we look forward to seeing you in the road man again stay safe and Thanks again, boys, for joining us here in the program. Uh, now, switching gears, we're going to talk some, some some combat sports here, what's going on in the world. And Bare Knuckle just had their latest uh, pay-per-view or event, if you want to call it, Paige Van Zandt and Ostevich uh, were the main event. Uh, but in that fight card, there was a rapper uh, facing on a TikToker. Uh, the guy's name, the rapper I speak of, who won, his name is Blueface. And a fan came in, uh, allegedly, who wanted to take a picture with this guy. And uh, all hell broke loose inside uh, the circle ring. Now, this is about the third or fourth time that I see in bare knuckle that someone runs in and ruins the moment. It happened with Luis Palomino. It happened with uh, Hector Lombard. It's it, it peaked. And it seems set up. I mean, it's it, it just quite... A blind person can see this for quite some, some from a distance, but it seems set up. It just kind of seems like, like the WWE that you anticipate someone to run in when a person is talking crap about someone else. So it's a little redundant. I get the entertainment aspect of it, but listen, you, you can do that so many times. After a while, it becomes something that you know it's going to happen who and when is going to show up to 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 interfere now the thing is some of these guys that come in and interfere nobody knows i don't know who this fan or maybe he's not a fan maybe he is another social media influencer is uh the guy that 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 came in and interrupted Paul. you know nobody knew who he was allegedly he had, had so many great fights and overseas in Europe. Um, I mean, he, got, he he gave a fight to Palomino. I'm not going to deny that. And then you have Hector Lombard, Lorenzo Hunt, who came in. Hunt has had some fights in BKFC. He's had some, some fights as well in MMA. But let's face it, they're not household names. So, But to do this over and over again, it just really makes you scratch your head. Uh, so BKFC, I, I, I like the whole concept. I like it. It's cool. It's fun. But let's just stop it with the, the run-ins and let's just have the fighters have their moment and move on to the next one. That's just my opinion, man. It's been uh, reported that uh, Kamaru Usman will defend his title against Colby Covington November 6th. This is going to take place at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. And this is a fight that many people wanted to see because... Kobe Covington has really been the only person who has challenged Kamar Usman. Now, Kobe Covington recently changed camps. He's no longer with the American Top Team. He is with MMA Masters. And from his last fight that he had with Tyrone Woodley, uh, not too much of, 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 an, of, of impressiveness, if you say. Uh, I, I see that Kamaru Usman is just—he's just a total package, whether you like it or not. The guy—the guy is on point. He's good at every aspect of the game. He is—he is, the, he is uh, in on his way 
to one of the elite of mixed martial artists. Really well when it comes to the stand-up game, to the wrestling game, to the to the to the ground game, to the jiu-jitsu game. He's a well-rounded fighter. And he's so good at what he does. And he's a strong dude. Kamaru Usman will be, in my book, one of the top, top best of the best pound for pound in mixed martial arts history. You will see he's already on his way of cleaning house of the welterweight division. After that, I mean, he has no, no choice but maybe potentially to just move up because he is a big dude. Uh, but but he is so good. He's so talented and he's so technical and every shot that he takes has a purpose. He doesn't waste it. Um, I, I I foresee even maybe this fight not even going that long as it did the first one where it went all the way to the five of the rounds where Kobe Covington's uh, um, jaw broke. I think we're going to have a different uh, result in this fight, but we're just going to have to wait and see until November. I'm sure I'll have a lot of hype. And listen, the UFC, other than uh, Conor McGregor, with the names, you know, I haven't had that that much of that spice, that 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 buildup. Uh, so I'm sure both Kobe and uh, Kamara Usman will definitely spice things up leading up to this pay per view. Lastly, WWE Goldberg return. He's taking on Bobby Lashley. Allegedly is what we're aiming for here for SummerSlam. John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and then Edge versus Seth Rollins. So it seems to me that every time. That the WWE needs that pop, needs that extra uh, uh, viewership. They go to the old dudes, the Edges, the Goldbergs, and the John Cena's. Not that they're old, but you know what I mean. They've been in the game for quite some time. They got to start evolving. They got to start bringing in that that new blood uh, to make a name for themselves. Keith Lee would have been a great person uh, to, to take on. Bobby Lashley, build the guy up. You know, you've hit him for quite some time. Why not build him up even more? You have the talent, just build him up. That's the reason why some of these guys are jumping chip and going to other uh, promotions. They let them go and they, they go to other promotions like an AEW and they become big stars. Um, there's no about that. Now, speaking of AEW, it's been rumored that Daniel Bryan has signed with a company. Now, this is all rumor. Nothing has been set in stone here. And also a... Contract has been presented to um, CM Punk. Don't know how accurate this is. This is all rumors. But listen, if that were to happen, that will definitely cause a lot of waves in the world of pro wrestling. But I want you to know that the whole world, AEW and WWE, is not what it was back in the day. It's completely different, different uh, platform. I think that AEW is okay with the fans that they have. And the WWE we will keep on doing what they are doing, which is grabbing that young audience and working around those characters. So they're not going to allow them to do crazy things, uh, certain movements or, or, or direction that AEW uh, is doing. I think that they have a little bit more freedom in what they do. But the WWE is building from below to up, and now they have to build up their stars. They don't have to go to the old school guys. I think they can keep what they have, and work off of that. They have the talent. There's no doubt in my mind that you can build off of those people and sell them and make their characters that they are, the Hulk Hogan's, the John Cena's, uh, the Rocks. But you need, to, you need to let these guys and girls be who they are. All right, guys, with that being said, we'll catch you right here in the Roman Show next week. Uh, again, if you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Catch you next week, everyone. Cheers. Thank you.